0: You're listening to Radio Influence.
1: This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy.
2: Welcome to another edition of the Valor Hour. I'm your host, Tim Lloyd, joined by my co-host, Justin Watson, as well as Greg Hopkins this evening. It is fight week here in Knoxville. Valor 69 going down this Saturday, not Friday, but Saturday this time. February the 8th from the world-famous Cotton Eye Joe here in Knoxville, Tennessee. It's a big main event, five rounds for the VFC one hundred fifty five pound championship, ruthless David Robbins, defending champion, takes on the challenger, the Bosnian barn cat, Demir Fratbogovic. It's going to be an awesome fight. We're going to break it all down as well as the rest of the card here tonight as we always do on Fight Week. It is Picks Panel. And uh, we're going to get to our Pigs Panel here in just a few minutes. We're going to break down and preview every fight on that VFC 69 card. But before that, we've got a little bit of uh, housekeeping to do around here. Guys, we're going to ta- uh, take a brief look at this UFC 247 card you and that's going down also Saturday night. The pay per view portion starts at ten, so you can check out both the Valor Card and the pay per view portion of the UFC. Um, no problem, because uh, we've got an early start on the Valor Card. We're getting started at five o'clock that day. Uh, let's have a look at this UFC two forty seven card again. The main card takes place on pay per view, and that starts at ten o'clock. The prelims over on ESPN, and uh, let's see, looking at the prelims here. We have got a lot of – we've got a lot of prospects on this card. We've had a lot of fights fall apart here as well. You know, OSP was supposed to be on this card against Ryan Spann. Uh, But with what we're left with here, we've got – I'll I'll run down the prelims, guys, and I'll just – you know, I'll just get your take uh, in a broad sense, uh, Justin, uh, about uh, any of these prelims to stand out. Then we'll, we'll hit up the main card and uh, we'll dive a little bit deeper there. Uh, starting us off, Featherweight's Austin Lingo, undefeated, 7 0, taking on Youssef Zalal. That's a late addition to the card. I believe just about a week or so ago, they added that when they started losing fights. A couple of LFA uh, prospects there. Andre Ewell takes on Jonathan Martinez at Bantamweight. Domingo Pilarte uh, faces Journey Newson also at Bantamweight. And then a third Bantamweight contest. Miles Johns looks to stay undefeated at 10-0 as he takes on Mario Batista. Alex Morono battles Kaitlin Williams at welterweight. At flyweight, we've got two ranked uh, ladies: Andrea KGB Lee takes on Lauren Murphy, and then rounding out the prelims is Trevin Giles uh, with an 11 and 2 record facing Antonio Arroyo. That is your uh, prelims on ESPN. Uh, Justin, looking uh, looking over this preliminary card, is there anybody that stands out to you? Anything that's must see? I know you'll be uh, judging at the valor of it during the, the lion's share of uh, of this this portion. Yeah, luckily,
0: uh, I'm not going to be missing anything. This is a lot more like a a Bellator undercard than what you would expect from an undercard from a a big pay-per-view for the UFC. Um, Angela Lee and and Lauren Murphy is the only fight that I'm too concerned about. Um, Everything else is just kind of, I don't know, take it or leave it, I guess.
2: Um, Maybe Andre Yule. Uh, That's that's really about it. Moving on to the pay-per-view portion of the card. We've got five bouts on the pay-per-view portion, and we start off with a heavyweight tilt. It's the Black Beast, Derek Lewis, taking on O'Leary Latifi, who is making the move up from light heavyweight to heavyweight here. And uh, you know this is a big fight for for both of these guys. I think it's uh, Latifi really needs to kind of get out there and show that he can hang in this heavyweight division. Derek Lewis looking for you know another run. He's he's he's, he's a top ranked guy, you know, uh, but he but he fell to uh, to to capture the gold, so he's trying to make one more run at it. I think that somebody's going down here no matter what. I think we're going to get a knockout either way. Uh, we also get Dan Ige taking on Mirsad Bektik. That's a pretty good action fight. That's a hard one to call. I like that fight pretty good. Um, and then uh, rounding out the undercard portion of the pay-per-view, it's uh, heavyweights in a questionable position. Justin Toffa 3-1, and one, takes on Juan Adams, 5-2. and two. Um, To me, that looks more like an early preliminary type bout. Uh, but to be in the feature bout uh, spot, I guess they've got a, a lot of spotlight on them here. Or even I could have seen putting Lewis and Latifi in that in that spot. But yeah. Uh, that's not what happened. Uh, the co-main event is going to be a the largest gap as far as the odds go on this card as the defending champion Valentini Shevchenko uh, takes on Caitlin Chukagian, who, uh, you know... Is uh, right around ten to one, I think, underdog here in this one. She's a, she's a long uh, underdog, and you know she likes to kickbox. I think she just it all just kind of plays right into Shevchenko's uh, wheelhouse here more than anything. Justin, any thoughts on uh, the the opening four bouts of this pay per view?
0: Pretty funny that the longest odds are against you know rightful number one contender and champion like it's number one and number <laughs> two. Um, you don't get that all that often, but when you do, the odds aren't aren't stretched that far. Um, the Tava and Adams fight blows my mind that they they would put that there. I don't I don't know. Um, I have no idea. Maybe one of them is from maybe maybe Juan Adams is is from Houston or something. I don't know. Uh,
2: like, but even maybe, still, Derek honestly Lewis, th- though, like he might be.
0: Yeah, yeah, but Derek Lewis is from Houston, so I mean,
2: yeah.
0: Why ah, man, that's that's just a crazy one. To yeah, Juan Adams
3: is fighting out of Houston,
0: Texas. I guess that kind of makes it a little more sense, but. To put him above Derek Lewis and uh Ayer Latifi is ridiculous too. Um I'm looking forward to seeing Yair Latifi uh fighting up at heavyweight. You know, he's gonna be uh, I don't mean, have his uh his stats in front of me, but he's a short,
2: yeah, short he's, guy, he's you know? a short, compact guy. Yeah,
0: so I mean um you know, Derek Lewis those heavy hands, I've feel like we're probably going to see Latifi try to wrestle, fuck him if he can get him down. If he can't, then he's going to be eating some shots. I mean, Derek Lewis is, is just going in there to knock you out. That's what he's coming to do, and that's usually what happens. Um, the Dan Gay and and Mashad Bektik, uh, that's a good fight. But kind of like you said, I mean, that kind of belongs on maybe like a co-main event for an undercard or something. Uh, not, not necessarily pay-per-view worthy, but uh, it'll be a fun fight, though, I believe.
2: Uh, Greg, any thoughts on the uh, overall undercard here, including that uh, that ladies' title fight here? I get, you know, at the end of the day, we can say we've got two title fights. It's just I don't think that uh, either of them are super competitive. We'll get to the main event in just a moment. But do you think uh, Chukagian has much of a shot at uh, getting that strap? Uh,
3: man, the, the uh, uh, stupid degenerate me is thinking that the bottom person on the list every time. On the DK list, I always never pick her. I'm picking her this time, and I know I know she's gonna lose to Kagan, but I'm gonna pick her because I think going five rounds, she's gonna score some you know quality points. She may not get KO. She she's only got two losses on her record. Uh, yeah, I'm with you guys on the uh, on the uh, Adams and the uh, Tafa being like. I don't know why Lewis and Latifi ain't ain't like up there higher up in the car. With, but but um, uh, I'm excited to see Andrew Lee fight again. Uh, other than that, I hope I see some big knockouts at 265 because I've got i going high on Adams and high on Lewis on my uh, on my DK lineup.
2: Looking at the main event of this one, uh, to me, this is kind of a one fight card, you know. And even that is, I'm I'm not that that high on light heavyweight championship of the world though. Anytime that John Bones Jones fights, it's something to to pay attention to. uh You know, this guy's. You know, he's the man, it's John Bones Jones. He's defending that strap against uh, the undefeated Dominic Reyes, 12 and 0. Uh, you know, he's a guy that is he's been knocking guys off, he's been, um, you know, he he he's been making his 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 trek up the ranks here, and he's gonna get to see if he's the real deal or not. He you know, this week they finally started talking it up a little bit. This is has gone without a whole lot of drama in the lead up. Reyes is starting to talk a little bit now. I think just to get some interest here, he said that John Jones hasn't fought an athlete like him before. I would beg to differ. He's fought some really good athletes, um, but of course they're trying to sell the fight. I understand that too. Uh, Jones comes in at a four to one um, is a four to one favorite, rightfully so in my opinion. Uh, Justin, does uh, Reyes have any chance to unseat the champ? Of course he's got a, a chance, but like yeah. what kind of chance would you give him?
0: Very low. Um, I think the odds are pretty spot on there. Um, you know, I don't know what he's talking about, you know, about John never fighting an athlete like him. John's been had this belt for nine years, You for know, hour, other, yeah. other than being uh, stripped of it. You know, he hasn't been beaten. His one loss is, is shouldn't be considered a loss. And, um, you know, he's taken out the best that we've ever seen at light heavyweight. I don't even I should have looked at it earlier, but I don't. Even know if Dominic Reyes has beaten any of John's former opponents, maybe one or two.
2: Uh, OSP, I guess. Yeah, OSP. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean, one out of one out of twelve. You know, out of his twelve fights, he's got one of John's former opponents, and you know, I would 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 uh, argue that OSP is as good or better of an athlete than Dominic Reyes as far as pure athleticism <laughs> yeah, goes. Yeah, if, if anybody's a solid athlete, it's OSP. Yeah, I mean, so, um, but. You know his last win over Chris Weidman, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, a uh a middleweight coming up which John's fought two of those in a row but it was middleweight who had come up and already established themselves mm-hmm. at light heavyweight Chris Weidman came up and it was just you know it was his first fight um so I, I really don't think that I really don't think that uh that he's he's got any any room to to be running his mouth here but uh he'll make a nice little paycheck and I, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing John put on the show Greg, what say you? Uh
3: nah, just spot on. I mean, John Jones, you can go through his uh, uh his resume, you know, Tiago Santos just just recently, Anthony Smith be Gustafson, his rematch, he's beat Cormier, you know, twice now, uh OSP, you know, went to decision. I could see that kinda of being the same fight, but uh the way they did that face off the other day, um I mean John Jones looked he looked pretty like uh, he's got k- k- kind of serious and so I'm I don't know. I I I'm I'm definitely thinking John Jones yeah, uh, wins the fight, but I'm not. I'm not know because I think Dominic Reyes has a has a has a puncher shot. You know, he could he could come in and maybe catch John Jones on a gumby shot and uh, do something we've never seen before. I think a serious focus John Jones
0: is scary as hell. I mean, if he's you know if if he's really taking this serious and is going to fight him the way that he you know was fighting when he was you know establishing his run against Shogun and and you know Machida and those guys. It's going to be a, a long, tough night.
2: Real quick, I mean, guys, we'll wrap so up.
0: Many, well,
2: go ahead, Greg. Sorry.
3: No, I was just saying that he's finished so many people and thinking about, like, we were talking, just going over his resume. You go back, like you said, look at who he's fought, and then look at Dominic Reyes' fight. You know, I mean, like, Dominic Reyes ain't fighting no slouches, but he's on the up and coming. He's been on the up and coming. He's only got 12 fights. It might be a little early in his career to maybe be fighting uh, John Jones right now. Uh, I mean, John, what did they say he's had? How many title defense now? Like, how many? 14? How many? 13? How many is it? Twelve or thirteen. Well, however many. It's about to be fourteen then. And uh you know, he's probably gonna get it back fourteen times. But um, yeah, I'll mall John Jones on this. He's heavy on my DK lineup and if uh, if you guys don't mind, I was gonna run through that with you real quick before he closed out this UFC segment
2: yeah. real quick. What's what's your DK uh let's hear uh, it? let's hear your DK lineup and let's hear of all those people who is your who is your lo- who is your lock that you're gonna have on all your lineups. <laughs> My lock
3: is going to be in all my lineups. Is going to be John Jones. I'm not denying him. I mean, who's going to? But uh, I'm going to go through here, and I've got Adams at 8, 800, and I'm not so sure on that one. But I'm I'm heavy on him there. I'm just going to leave him there because it's, it's a it's a heavyweight fight. Somebody's going down. Uh, somebody's going down, and I'm going to pick Adams to, to take it. And then I'm taking um, I'm taking Miles Johns against uh, Batista here. He's 8600. He's undefeated at ten and zero. Then I got John Jones in there at 9400. He's probably, you know, guaranteed to score me at least eighty to a hundred points right there. And then I got Derek Lewis knocking out with He's nine thousand coming in at 6'3". three. I hope we don't see a wrestle folk there. And then I've uh, I hate doing this, but with the with the lineup I've already got a stake. I've got to fade my girl Andrea Lee. And I'm sorry, but Lauren Murphy's in there. I mean she's only got, you know, um, you know, four losses in the UFC. I don't see her beating Andrea, but I can see her maybe going all three rounds. Possibly pulling maybe some kind of upset. And then, last but not least, at 7,100, I'm taking Chaos Williams. And I was going to mention him earlier in the pre in the prelims lineup. The guy's put together, but like you guys said, this whole lineup is like a Bellator undercard, and uh, it is a lot of prospects. It's a lot of people, if you go back and look at all their records back, they've caught uh, they've a lot of guys who have a lot of losses, and they've been built. And this is kind of their time to shine at the beginning of this. So I'm actually really interested in the prelims more than I am you know, the the main main part, you know, because I kind of think I already know what's going to happen there and uh, just being a degenerate. But I'm uh, kind of excited to see the, the prelims a little bit because I want to see the uh, like who's going to rise, you know. That's what I want to see there.
2: In a vacuum, both of you guys, real quick, we'll wrap up this segment. Um, you know, in a vacuum, without the, the general uh, ways to duck and dodge to watch pay-per-views nowadays, does this pay-per-view get your $60? Nope. Justin? No.
3: No. no. Greg? Uh, there's nothing on this card that, that makes my makes my dick hard at all. I probably wouldn't on it. Let me nig.
0: I actually would pay sixty dollars just to see John fight, to be I guess, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think I think That's that John was, does. Yeah, but, I would. But I would
3: but how many times does he fight how many times has he fought a year? I mean like has he fought in the past coup like, like Tom McGregor fights every, you know, now like every once a year or two years or something like that. Uh, you know, and John Jones is out there trying to get fed right now with everything they're going to give him. He's fought. I mean, I just I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would pay that much to see it because we kind of. I mean, if, if, if I think John Jones is going to finish him, so I don't think I'm going to wake up the next day and get to see it all over Facebook.
0: I I agree, but I just think that you're still watching the greatest of all time.
2: And yeah,
3: number one pound for pound. Ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's worth it. I think.
2: That's kind of what I was thinking on the last Connor Fox it, it did so fast. We're like, Well fuck, what are you you yeah. paid sixty dollars for that. you like, like, but then you'd be like, But then again, you but then again you just you know, you tuned in for, for the spectacle. The witness, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You witnessed history yeah. being made. That's going to do it for our coverage uh, for the preview of UFC 247. We'll recap that next week, uh, see how it all went down. And uh, with that, let's get to the, to the main portion of our car. This is what you came for, the picks panel for VFC 69. And it is going down again this Saturday night, February the 8th, from the world-famous Cotton-Eyed Joe Doors open at 4, fights start at 5, and uh, we'll also have a pay-per-view available. If you're not able to make it live and in person, which is really the best way to do it, especially for a card like this, you're going to want to be there. But if you can't make it, there will be a pay-per-view available, so uh, you can go to the VFCMMA.com website for the link there, or you can check out our social media and we'll have the link for you as well. You can hear the sweet sounds of Vince Ferrara and Greg Hopkins and Justin Fisher uh, enjoying the fights with you uh, throughout the the evening with our full uh, production and with that let's get our picks panel on the line for this week's picks panel and preview all right now it is time to get to our picks panel and predictions we are uh we've got the the whole gang here uh, with us joining us uh, for the picks panel segment now is Jeff Hobbs, the voice of our on the mic. He'll uh, he'll be joining us also now with Paul Teague, our, in our in our rotating seat uh, for uh, the picks panel. Of course, he he comes in to challenge or uh, all these guys trying to unseat Greg Hopkins, who who's hit two or three in a row now. So uh, we'll see if these guys can do it. Of course, Greg, uh, Justin doesn't participate, but he keeps the tallies for us. He's the scorekeeper. So uh, we to get everybody caught up here on where we stand for this first quarter of picks panel scorekeeping, uh, which will cover the last show, uh, from January, as well as this show. And then both shows for March, March 6th and March 28th. So we're on show two of four and Justin get us up to speed on, on where, where we stand.
0: So last time, uh, Hobbs and Greg got, uh, tied with, Going eight and two. Um, so Hobbs wanted to make it official, get an official winner. Um, and they bet on the McGregor fight whether McGregor, you know, what round McGregor would win in. Yeah, it. yeah. Um Hobbs went with round one and Greg went with round two. So that'll put Hobbs up one. So we'll just say nine and two for Hobbs going into this week and eight and two for Greg going into this
2: week.
1: Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, and and, and, to be pro- <laughs> hey, and
2: to be proactive, guys, to be proactive this week. Uh, maybe we'll go ahead and get everybody's pick for the main event on the UFC card, just as a tiebreaker. It'll only count if in the event of a tie. Are we? Is everybody in agreement with okay. that?
3: Yeah.
2: So you got to
0: do winner round, winner round, and method. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The main event. For the main event only for for the UFC. Gotcha. Was, man, we've got a little advantage. Uh, Greg's got a little advantage on you, Jeff, because we just broke it down here right before we right before we brought you on. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see if that matters or if he was even listening to anything we were saying uh, or <laughs> yeah, we even know what the fuck we're talking about. All right. Uh, let's get going. This is going to be this Saturday night, fight night at the Joe, the 13th time. It's going to be an unlucky 13 for somebody in the main event because uh, two very hype prospects going to battle for that strap, and I'm super stoked for it. I, I, I like have not been this excited for a fight in a minute, and uh, it's all going to go down this Saturday night. At fight night of the Joe. It's Valor 69 again. You can catch it on pay per view, or you can also be there live, and that's, there's nothing like it. We got 12 bouts on the card. We're going to jump into it. Well, for our order of picks here, uh, we're going to start with the leader. Yes, okay, yeah, the leader will go first. And then, uh, we'll work our way through. And then, um, the next pick Greg would go, uh, first and then Paul will go first on the third fight. It will rotate around like that. So uh, we're going to start things off with a late addition to this car. This one just came together like two days ago uh, because we were originally supposed to have um, Kai Bishop taking on L.J. Floyd, a couple uh, young young bucks uh, in some Muay Thai, in some, uh, Muay Thai action but uh, Bishop withdrew and then um, we offered up uh, Julio Osorio from Kikers as a replacement and L.J. His coach wasn't uh, comfortable with a late replacement. So we scrapped that belt all together and we just added this one (laughs) just to just kind of round it out. It's a catch weight, 140 pounds. K1 rules here. Glory rules. Kickboxing, three two minute rounds. Julio Osorio from Kikers United Karate Studios down in Dalton, Georgia. We've seen him one time. He came up here and fought for us. And I want to say I want to say he won against. Uh. Maybe it was either Nick Ferguson or it was Frankie T, something like that. He won uh, his his one time he came up here. But um, besides that, he's done a lot of like, uh, the the point sparring tournaments. And I think he's even won one. I think he, had, I saw a photo of him with like an IKF belt from one of those things, uh, Julio Osorio. So, uh, you know, coming from Ben Kikers, United Karate Studios, you know, they're, they're always going to be tough, well-trained guys, you know. Um, and he's going to take on a, a familiar face in Franklin Brown, uh, Frank, the tank. He is uh, from Newport combat club, Newport, Tennessee. Last time out here, uh, he was supposed to face uh Nick uh, Ferguson in Nick Ferguson's MMA debut, Nick ended up getting sick before that bout. So he wasn't able to, to have that fight with us, but he's been fighting for other promotions and staying busy. And Franklin's one of these guys that he's really come a long way. You know, he, he's a guy that, you know, a couple years ago when he was just starting, you know, he was pretty rough around the edges, uh, and he took his lumps, but he has really stayed with it and has improved a whole lot. So I'm expecting a really good fight here. Um, I think it'll be a lot of action. Both these guys are quick and aggressive guys. So, uh, uh, we'll go ahead and and get to it it's uh it's uh, Jeff Hobbs will have the the first pick that's, that's right guys Jeff Hobbs, Hobbs with the first pick ah, in the
4: lead uh, the this is is this, in this the first, lead. is this the first time ever absolutely yeah. <laughs> ah. i mean the first time in recent years i mean how does it feel jeff i think i, a, I, mean, that... I think a couple of times <laughs> uh, 2 or 3 years ago i was in the lead once <laughs> um <laughs> And I watch what matters, man. That's all right, though. All I got to do is last uh, three rounds and Greg will be exhausted. <laughs> okay. That's right. That's right. I'll catch him. Uh, are these kids or are
2: these adults? Uh, they're adults. Yeah, these, they're yeah, adults. yeah, they're adults. They're just, Adult. they're, 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 uh, they're smaller adults.
4: Well, shit. I've never been in the league, really. Um uh, so i got to ask all the same questions (laughs) Greg asks. Um, Can you you tell me what their wrestling background is? Is anybody a wrestler? Well, they're not wrestling. It's all K-1. Hey, this is exactly the shit Greg does. Are they a wrestler? Uh, I love Jeff. uh, How many states did he get? (laughs) Um, Shit, man. You said
2: Julio's got a belt somewhere? He, uh, He has a belt from an IKF... Uh, tournament, You know how they'll do those IKF point fighting karate tournaments, like a one day thing. And if you win yeah. the whole thing, you get a belt. I saw a, t- a picture of him with one of those. I guess it
4: really doesn't matter because I can get on title.com and get a belt my damn self. Uh, sure. But I like uh, I like Cocker's United uh, Karate Studio. And uh, I like what they have put out so far from there. So I'm going to I'm going to go with Julio. All right, Greg.
3: I, I I actually know Julio, man. He's he's a tough damn cat, man. He's mean as shit is a snake. Uh, I got to go with him, hands down right here. All right, Paul.
1: Um, I'm going with my boy Franklin because he's coming off a loss. He wants to revenge that loss, and I think he'll go out there and do it in dominant fashion.
0: All right. Paul standing along with
2: Brown on that one. Paul stands alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Always. Bout two is going to be another K-1 rules, glory rules. Uh, he's catch weight 195 pounds, and it will be another representative of Kikers United Karate Studios, Thomas Seabolt, uh, a veteran of the game. He's been around. He's had several fights. He's been fighting both the point fighting karate and also full contact for several years. He'll be taking on uh, a scary man, a Derek the Ogre Overstreet. From high intensity combat sports, Bowling Green, Kentucky. This will be his kickboxing debut, but he is a highly decorated MMA champion up in Kentucky, and he is a guy that is hard to match. They're always having a hard time getting anybody to step to Overstreet. He's a physical specimen of a man, and so you kind of got your 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 athlete that's done very well in MMA, making that uh, dipping his toes into kickboxing against a guy that probably will be at an athletic disadvantage, but with uh, you know years of experience.
3: I'm going to go with, uh, are we going with me right
2: now? I'm starting out right. Yeah, second yep. place goes
3: next.
4: <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah,
1: I'm going to go with, uh, with uh, Derek Overstreet here.
4: here. All right, Paul. Um, Derek Overstreet. And Hobbs. Yeah, Tim scared me into not taking Derek Overstreet, but um, just for the record, the Sea Bolt versus the Sea Goat at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah. No
2: uh,
4: but I'm going with the Ogre.
2: So it was all three? Yeah. Clean sweep, Eric, Uber Street. Uh, three uh, three to nothing, our picks panelists Go with Derek Overstreet here. We'll see if uh, Seabold is able to prove them wrong. Rounding out the kickboard, uh, kickboxing portion of the card. Now, this is a pretty fun one right here, guys. Catch weight, 160 pounds. It's Derek Smith coming in with a record of one and two out of the League Kickboxing Academy. Beattyville, Kentucky trains with Zach Fox and Nick Jewell and Tyler Christman in the gang. Uh, he's a guy that we've seen. Last time out, we saw him lose a decision to Cody Linder, but accounted well for him. He's a tough guy. These guys are are, this is a tie rules uh, kickboxing, by the way. And that's what these guys do. They specialize in it. Uh, So he'll be looking to bounce back and get a win. He's he's a solid, sharp uh, striker, very skilled, skilled kid. Uh, Linder's just one of those guys. It's like hits like a Mack truck, you know. Uh, Now he's taking on Garrett Sharp in this one. Now, Garrett Sharp is making his tie debut. He's not done kickboxing. He is three and one MMA. And we just saw him in the main event a couple shows back with a win over Brandon McGee training out of KMAA Knoxville Tennessee under Eric Turner and probably more so under Joey Zonar for this particular uh, bout in the tie rules. I'm excited to see this one because Garrett is showing a lot of good grappling. I'm excited to see how he strikes. All right, start with you, Paul.
1: Sharp. Hands down sharp.
4: All right, Hobbs. Um, and I want to go with the, uh, the traditional tie guy. I don't know. Uh shit balls. Yeah, I'm gonna step out on limb and I'm gonna say Derek Smith by decision.
3: All right, Greg. What did we say Derek Smith's
2: record was? He's one and two.
3: And this is But, but, this but, a,
2: but, a, but, first. but a but a specialist, if you will. Okay. Uh well, let's
3: see. Can this, this is Garrett's first uh first kickboxing tie Yes. All right, I'm gonna have to go with, uh, man. I just, I'm gonna go with Garrett Sharp. Garrett Sharp was in the main event not too long ago, and now he's the third fight on the card. And uh, uh, I, I know it's just kickboxing bout, but I think he's a he's a snake too. I'm gonna go with Garrett Sharp here. All
0: right, Hobbs taking
2: Smith. The other two taking Sharp. All right, that moves us on to the MMA portion of this card. And uh, man, we got some we got some fun ones here uh, for for the MMA amateur portion. We're gonna lead it off. At Flyweight, the aforementioned Nick Ferguson, Nick uh, Superman Ferguson, he is making his MMA debut second time around here, was uh, supposed to fight Franklin Brown a few months back, and uh, I think, you know, he he had a, something going on with his stomach, he was throwing up in the back, he wasn't able to fight. Independently fighting out of Oak Ridge, Tennessee, formerly fighting out of National Martial Arts under Dustin Koppel several years ago. He has several kickboxing bouts under his belt. I believe him to be 0-2 uh, as an adult, but he was somewhere in the realm of like 2-2 two two as a as a junior. Uh, young Buck, 18 years old, I believe. He'll be taking on uh, Rocket Ray Hewlett, who is looking for his first win. He's 0-2 from KMAA in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, he has uh, shown, uh, you know, a lot of heart in his two losses. He, he he fought you know fairly tough guys. He fought Frankie T, uh, but just was uh, you know fought well. And then he would kind of you know get, fade a little bit in the later rounds and get caught. But you know I know he's hungry to get that win here uh, and and get that first win. It will be a big deal to him. So uh, you know I I'm, I'm excited for this one. Uh, two two little guys that that can move and they'll get us started uh, off with a bang on the MMA portion. Hobbs. So.
4: Let's make sure I'm correct on that. Nick Ferguson, this is the guy. This is the guy that one show where right before he went out, we were in the bathroom. He said he was sick. He didn't want to come. He yeah. didn't want to come out. Then he said he would. Then he said he wouldn't again. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. I think Rocket Ray is going to pick up his first win.
2: All right, Greg. So Nick Ferguson, that was his first spot last time when he was getting the jitters. Well, it was his first MMA fight. He, that's what's odd is uh, he's he's zero and two in in kickboxing. He lost to Frankie T in kickboxing. He lost to someone else in kickboxing as an adult. Oh, okay. But then before that, he fought four times as a teenager, as a junior, and went two and two. But at those times, yeah. he was training with Dustin Copeland, and kind of had a team behind him. And so I I don't know if that kind of had something to do with just not having someone to stay in his ear and be like, you know, you got this. I'm gonna I'm gonna
3: go with old Rocket
2: Ray Heal it too. Because I know Ray Ray's got a lot of
3: lot of lot of uh, size for that weight class, so um, he's a tall dude, and uh, I think he might grab Bo Ferguson up here. Paul Ray might grab. <laughs>
1: I'm
3: not.
1: Oh no, I don't know. him neither, neither one of them very well, but you know What I've looked up and have heard, I'm definitely going with the Rocket Man on this one.
0: All right. Clean sweep. Rocket man.
1: Rocket man. Oh, he's got to come out to that. He's
2: not because they send me their music and I know that he's not. But that, I would have been like points for that shit. Uh, anyway. All right. Clean sweep there for Rocket Ray. Right? Moving on. We've got heavyweights. Now, this one is uh, <laughs> this one is a uh, crap shoot. If ever there, there was one. It's heavyweights, 265 pounds, uh, two debuts, two independents. So we've got the god of thunder Hunter Kelly making his debut from Clarksville, Tennessee. I believe that he like for a time may trained a little bit up there with SSF some not but but he's most definitely independent right now doing his own thing. He is a tall guy. He's about 6'3, six, 6'4, six, uh, but only probably about, two, he's going to be a small heavyweight. He's probably going to be about 225 pounds, 230. Uh, he's taken on Kevin Minard, who is making his debut out of Somerville, Georgia. He is buddies with our, our guy, Chris Weathers, who's come up from Alabama a couple times and fought. Uh, I expect him to be, you know, heavy handed. He's a bigger uh, guy. He's about 250, 255, but also a little longer in the tooth. Uh, you know, I, I believe. I think he's like 37 or so. So, uh, you know, this will be his first time competing. Uh, he's got a, an interesting backstory, you know, some some uh, past demons that he has not been, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not even putting anything out there that he hasn't put out there on social media, you know. So it's kind of one of those redemption stories. He's really, you know, he, he's kicked some bad habits and is looking to go out there and, and make some changes in his life. And so it's, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those inspirational stories. We'll see if you can get it done against the God of Thunder, Hunter Kelly. All right, Greg.
3: Uh, I'm pretty, uh, I'm a sucker for inspirational stories and, uh, for somebody who's come from something that I know, you know, that's uh, yeah, pretty close to what I went through in the past. I'm going to have to go uh, ride this roller coaster with Kevin Menard. All right, Paul.
1: Yeah, I'm going with Kevin because he's been trying to get on the car for a while, so I know he's going to be ready.
4: Bob's Man, this goes, I got independent versus independent. What the yeah. hell am I going to do? Yeah. Uh,
3: Take an independent.
4: <laughs> just in I'm gonna take a scratch on this one. Man. No, I'm just kidding. Draw. I'm just yeah. Just fuck it.
3: Heaven.
4: I'm just conceding on this one, man. I mean, there's no uh, there's no tougher person in life than somebody that's had to kick those demons, man. And um, but shit, any the god of fucking thunder. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the god of thunder. How do I not? Stand, uh, Jesus Christ, I got to go with the God of Thunder. Yeah, I'm going Hunter Kelly,
2: mm-hmm.
4: man. He's independent guy. All right, Hobbs.
2: Stepping out on a limb there. So it's two to one there for Kevin and Hobbs will be the dissenting vote. Moving on to our next bout, welterweights, one hundred and seventy pounds. It's the debuting independent Christian Lee from Newport, Tennessee. He is another young buck. I think he just turned eighteen. Athletic kid. Um, I I met him at the last show when he came and checked it out. Looks like looks like he's put together. Uh, He'll be taking on Bronson Bzorgi, who we saw for the first time in the very last show. He's making a quick turnaround. Got a win over Quinn Hunter. In his debut exciting guy you know he's he comes forward and, and throws and, and was uh, violent and you know this is one that I think will be uh, exciting either way it goes I think both these guys are going to go for it I don't think you'll see either one of these guys stalling around
1: what say you Paul, um, Paul you there? yeah Um, I, I I looked at this matchup and i seen Bronson fight last time I, w- I went with Bronson last time and he looked good he impressed me but it's Christian Lee cat he just I met him at I met him at the last show too, and he was well put together. And them boys in Newport, you know, they're dangerous. Oh well, yeah. So, I, but I'm going with my first couple. I'm going with Bronson because I don't think he's gonna, I don't think he's gonna let me down again. But it's it's this is gonna be one of the toughest I had to call.
4: All right, Hobbs. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, what I know, and that's KMAA man. So I'm going with uh, Bronson again, Greg.
2: And I pull up the broom and start sweeping for Bronson. Okay. Clean sweep, Bronson Zorgi. Moving on to about seven light heavyweights. And this is man, like all these are so fun. Like this one, this one here's another crazy one here. Uh, light heavyweight action. It is Benja Phoenix, Benjamin Phoenix. He, I think Benja Phoenix is what we're going with for the official, um, the official uh presentation, if you will. Jake Wallace, uh, is the real name, but uh, Benja Phoenix is how he insists to be. Uh, referred to. He is making his debut uh, out of Team Phoenix here in Knoxville, Tennessee. This guy, he's a wild man. Uh, you know, if you look at his pictures that he sent in, like he's got the long hair, he's all big and cut up and, you know, just like shout at the devil, baby. It's uh, it's it's something else. And he is confident, man. Benja Phoenix, you know, he reached out to me and has been very brash about saying he's going to come in here. He's going to take over the heavyweight division. He wants the belt. You know, uh, I, I said, I, you know, I can't give you a title fight on Your initial fight, but I'll give you a good, a good tough test here. If you get past this guy, then, you know, we can talk about it. That 205 title is vacant. And uh, so he's like, Yeah, give me the best fucking guy you got. Uh, So uh, he's going to get he's going to get a test. He's going to get Alex Lewandowski and Alex Lewandowski's two and two now repping KMAA in Knoxville, Tennessee. This will be, I believe, his first fight under that banner. Uh, Last time out, we saw him lose a decision to tank uh, Wilson Jr. for the 185 title. So uh, Lewandowski a bit undersized, I think, at 205. He won't cut anything probably to be 205. You know, he's fought at 185, but he'll have the experience, he'll have the team behind him and it's. Very interesting to see the improvements that we made from an already very tough Alex Lewandowski. Uh, now that he's moved over and he's training with Tank and he's training with, you know, OSP and, and those killers over there, what kind of uh, adjustments we'll see from him. So, this is one that I'm like, it's flying under the radar a little bit, but it's going to be fun. Well, uh, who's up first? It's the, uh, Jeff, right? Yeah, Hobbs.
4: Uh, well, I enjoyed that story about Benja. Or is that Ben Ha? No, it could be. We should have yeah, Ben Ha is even better. Ben yeah. Ha. Ben Ha yeah. Ben Ha Ben Ha balls. Uh, yeah, I'm going Alex Lewandowski. Right, Lewandowski. Right. Lewandowski.
3: Lewandowski. Uh, Lewandowski's already proved himself to me and uh Benja Phoenix is gonna have to, gonna have to prove himself to me. I see the I, I, I see the uh, I see the shine. I see his picture. I see him online. Uh, he's got a lot of hop around himself. I'm wondering how how much of the hop is actually all hop and how much of it's something real. Uh, Alex Lindowski would be a good test to find out real quick. But uh, I think that might be a step up too soon for him. So Lindowski, little All right, Paul, it's on you. Uh, get the broom.
1: This is clean sweep. It's definitely Alex.
2: Get it, All the panelists are, are going with a proven commodity. i tell you what, Benja Phoenix comes in here and knocks off Lewandowski in his debut. Then, you know, let's make making a statement. We owe, an interview. we owe him an interview. We owe him an interview, and who knows what will happen there. You know? I know, I'm just glad I never have to be in on those interviews. <laughs> well, oh, I know. <laughs> next week. I, I'll be glad I don't follow like so, it It's generally Greg that takes most of the shaming. Also, yeah. Mm-hmm. great
3: greg takes
2: breakfast <laughs> greg, like, greg can quite light like, heavyweight though so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's, that's true her. that's true all right moving on this will be our featured uh amateur bout of the evening it will be lightweight females it is the return of the mayor bear mary rosenbeck coming off of her first win uh she she won her last time out she beat chloe padilla in uh, a rematch looked really good i thought that you know it was the best we've seen her look uh representing ultimate in Albertville, Alabama. Uh, Just one of the easiest, sweetest people you'll ever work with is Mary Rosenbeck. And uh, she's really improving her, her skills in there. And she's already a tough girl. You know, she's been in there against some really tough competition and now has kind of become like, oddly enough like kind of a vet you know as far as amateurs go she'll be taking on the debuting rebecca alcorn and rebecca she was supposed to get to do mma the last time we were able to put together a fight uh but she got to do uh, combat uh, grappling when the slap grappling if you will and she slapped the shit out of her girl and dominated her for <laughs> all 10 minutes but uh, she was not able to get the submission, so it technically was a draw, but she really showed well and uh, did a great job out there. So now she's making that MMA debut uh, against, uh, you know, Mary, who, who her record isn't great, but it's deceptive. You know, Mary's tough. If you're, if you're going to beat Mary, you're going to have to beat her. So uh, we'll see what happens. All
0: right, Greg.
3: Uh, I actually enjoyed watching Alcorn. Last or her and her combat jujitsu uh, match, and uh, I also enjoyed her um big her big fat heads in the crowd. Yes, the, those uh, were awesome. The poster boards. Yes, that was dope. Bring those back. I don't care. <laughs> I love them. Uh, with all that being said, I got to be going for Mary here because I've been watching her for the last few years. I've seen her compete in jiu-jitsu matches at Battle Mountain and and go against tough, tough, tough competition. It's hard to fade out corn here because I know she's coming from you know she's coming from a tough side over in Knoxville. So. And she's a hometown girl. Like I said, she's got the fat heads. You're going to have the crowd behind her. Mary probably won't, but I got to go with Mary Rosen back here.
1: Paul? I got to go with the Mary, bro. There ain't nobody that going to be that cuddly to win this fight.
4: All right, Hobbs? Uh, I didn't enjoy that last fight. Whoever said they did. Um, that was boring as shit last time. <laughs> I'm just – oh, Uh, I mean, it just was. Uh, I wasn't
3: looking. You weren't looking at the at the crowd, man. With the blackheads raised up.
4: And hold on now, there's that's two different things. I absolutely enjoyed the crowd she brought. Yeah, that was fun. And the tickets that she sold, and uh, and the enthusiasm of them—that's completely different. Uh, I'm glad as hell that Alcorn was on that card. Um, Mm -hmm. just saying, as far as the bout was concerned, uh, I man, there was nothing. Uh. That was a long ass 10 minutes of someone having top control and doing nothing with it. And someone on bottom control that couldn't do nothing with it. Uh, That was painful. Um, And now, I mean, I kind of like these guys though, Greg was saying, I mean, one in five. Yeah, that's a shitty record, but that girl's been around the block. Mary's been around for a while and she's seen it all. Um, I think she's just going to be a little too salty. Uh, for Rebecca, having to worry about the stand-up now and and you know kicks and punches and not just uh, trying to get a takedown and controlling the clock. So,
2: I'm going with Rosenbeck as well. All right, all three panelists picking Rosenbeck. All right, clean sweep there for the Mayor Bear. Let's move to the pros. We got four fights left to go, gentlemen, here. And our first pro fight, it's, it's odd because it's been in the works now for several weeks, but it only officially came together. Um, At the end of last week, it is a catchweight bout at 150 pounds, and it is the return of Cole Farrell. Ladies and gentlemen, Cole Farrell returning to the BFC cage. And it's been a minute since we've seen old Cole Farrell. Ain't no, he is coming into this one, representing X3 Sports Atlanta, Georgia. Cole, one of the more polarizing figures that you're going to find in this game. Uh, He is very brash he is very confident uh he's gone so far as to say he's the best fighter in the world and so uh you know he has a lot of haters he has a lot of detractors that will generally uh you know kind of snipe at his level of competition um but you know hey cole is is a guy that uh you know he he's he's marketable he and he knows it he knows how to market himself His, his post fight interview that he had with us I can't remember exactly who it was after he beat. I want to say maybe it was in Nashville. It was in in Chattanooga. Oh, Chattanooga. Okay. It was... Freaking awesome! <laughs> it was one of the best post fight interviews I've ever seen. It went viral. I think John Jones commented on it, and it was uh, it's just something. The guy, the kid can talk. We should have had him on the show at some point, I guess. But uh, anyway, uh, that, that's Cole Farrell's eight zero. And uh, you know, again, against uh, level of competition is this this far has not been super strong, but yeah, it, the guy's eight and zero at the end of the day, and he is taking on. James Douglas, who is out of the four seasons, Camp Lexington, Kentucky, one in five record for James Douglas, so a hard luck uh, pro career so far. However, this is I'm going to I'm going to sell you on James Douglas here. Uh, James Douglas, a tough guy. James Douglas has fought for us before. He's, he has fought a pretty difficult level of competition in that one in five record. A purple belt in jujitsu under Mike O'Donnell at four seasons, uh, and he's not coming here to lose. He's if you follow his social media and the people are kind of starting to rally behind him, you'll see. You know, you know, he'll, he's he's got a long post that he put up. He's like, man, I'm no, I'm not a chump. I'm not a bum. I'm a fighter. I'm coming here to take that O from Cole Farrell, and and you'll see guys chime in. Some established, uh, you know, flyweights and weights around the Ohio region. Guys are chiming in like, yes, you can do this, man. Knock this guy off. You've got this. So. You know, on paper, the records don't look great. I expect James Douglas to be a live dog here, uh, and I expect Cole Farrell to entertain as he does, uh, you know, every time that that, that we bring him out. I'm excited.
0: All right. Paul, we'll be starting
1: out with you. I'm glad glad you're starting with me. I want to talk about this one for a second.
2: Talk about it, Paul.
1: Cole Farrell has messaged me two or three times wanting to fight me. Like want to make want to fight me at 150, 155. He didn't care. He he just wanted to fight me. Which and I and Kim brought and Kim brought that to my attention as well. And me and my me and my man Daryl, we we sat down and talked about it. Daryl said, "Get let me get a few more fights, then I then then, then we'll take on Cole because, like I said, t- um, Cole has fought people with records. if that makes sense? And." I respect Cole because I respect the whole X three camp: Joe Elmore, Nathan Williams, Robert Hill, all them boys, They're all they're all legit athletes out of that gym. So Cole might be eight zero. Cole might be an eight zero over other people, but Cole also could be eight zero over like people like Drake. You people like just a lot better records. Nobody ever knows. Nobody will ever know until he does fight somebody. So on this note, I'm going with, I'm going with Cole because I respect Cole, and I'm looking for that fight eventually in my future. Because if that O is still there, I will take that O.
4: All right, what do you think, Hobbs? Yeah. Um, <sighs> I'm just gonna say Cole Farrell, and that's all I'm gonna say. I'm not. Uh, y- y'all don't want to hear what I gotta say.
2: No, we can talk about it. I do. Yes, uh, okay.
1: absolutely. Yeah. Come on, Hobbs. Let's talk, come on, Hobbs. Come on, you can do it. Yeah, come on, Hobbs. You you listed, uh,
4: what were all? What was all that shit you listed off? That he's this, he's that, he's this. You you left one out, and that's delusional. That's, that's the main, that's the main fucking thing you left. Man. Uh, man, this dude, I, fuck, I don't even know what to say. Uh, I'm, I'm just not a fan. Polarizing is an under, it doesn't even do it justice. Um, he's a fucking hemorrhoid.
1: Uh, it's just, a,
4: it's fucking annoying as shit, man. Uh, And We all know somebody like that, huh? so it's perfectly okay. I'm that guy here. No, 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 no. Not like this. Not like this. I mean, I I don't know. I'm fucking – this dude's got me at a loss for words. That's how bad it irritates me. Um, I mean, hey, once again, one in five against (laughs) – no, Cole Farrell. Way to go. I'm picking Cole. Cole for the win. (laughs) All right, Greg.
3: Well, I – uh, James Douglas, he's had some stiffer competition against his opponents, right? Like in his losses.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. James has fought, has fought tough guys.
3: And his – I'm trying to look over what he's got going on. His, he's, uh, Has he lost them all? Like, has he lost them all by, like, knockout? Has he Has been finished? Has he is – is it mostly uh, – I'm trying to find him right now. And, but I'm trying to, like – I'm trying to make sure before I make the stick because Cole Farrell's 8 no, but it's a very deceptive 8 no. And I'm not saying nothing bad about Cole because Cole's doing what Cole's got to do to get where he wants to get. And if everybody would follow suit and do what Cole does, we may never see a great fight. But you're going to see Cole go to the next level just because he's going to have that 10, 11, and 0 record. And you can't deny. I'm
4: calling bullshit on that.
3: I'm just, you can't deny, man, that he gets to 14 and 0. It don't matter how bad his opponent combined record is. Uh, You put him up there and UFC's going to say that record would look nice to take down. And, uh, you know, Cole's going to do what he's got to do to get there. Uh, With that being said, let's just go ahead and get this over with, Cole Farrell and go to the next one, please. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm exactly. gonna, I'll interject about, here because you know, I don't yeah. want
2: it to seem like we're piling on Cole Farrell because I'm not hating on Cole Farrell here. I think that yeah. ultimately, you know, Cole knows that he and I'm going to use the word again, po- that he's a polarizing guy. He knows it. He he, he knows that he has detractors and plenty. They're yeah. out there. I mean, you don't have to look far to see you can look on the bout announcements and see, you know, people's opinions of this. He's not a pretty good job of just not giving a fuck. Pretty much. You know, he doesn't yeah, care. Yeah,
3: I admire the shit out of that. I admire the shit out of that. That's what I'm saying. I'm like I can respect the fact that he's doing what he's doing he knows what he's doing he's gonna he's gonna get to that next level because he's picking his spots he's doing what he's got to do you know and it's when he does like, get that it depends big on what spot your you
4: want. idea depends on what your idea of the yeah. next level is I yes I look we've all been around this game for a while maybe a Bellator yeah because we've seen kind of the route Bellator takes with fighters uh an access TV show yeah absolutely if he wants to take that. But the UFC is smarter than Matt. Man, look at look at guys they don't take. Look at how many look years at, it took that they didn't take top guys. Can, and you think that they're not going to do their fucking due diligence and look and see that his out of nine wins that his opponent's record is two and seventy six. I mean, they're going to look at like that.
3: But yeah, I'm say, I, got, I, mean, I got like I, my opponent's records are fucking like let's see, it's one, two, three, four, and like you know I fought Roy, so he had 15 down on me. So like boom, right there. Anyways, going back to what I'm saying, this call I can respect what he's doing, but if he gets to like 16, 17, you know, and everybody's bitching saying he's not fighting anybody that's worth necessary. Whenever he, you know, I mean, he's doing his thing, and I can't, I can't hate him for that. And uh, and everybody that does hate him for it, man, like you know, keep hating. That's I mean, right, you know.
4: Here's what's irritating to me is just like you said, he's doing his thing. And ultimately, he's the only one that controls his shit. So I guess what's irritating is, is nobody can do a damn thing about it. You know what I'm saying? Because if he doesn't accept it, you can't ever tell him he's wrong. And so that's the irritating part (laughs) for me is you can't you're never you're never going to fucking win that argument and prove him wrong because he's not going to because he's not going to take it. Yeah, yeah I, I'm with you. I
3: hear you there, but the, in, in contradiction to the UFC of what you did say and how to all the good fighters they're turning down, look at the shit they bring in for their big guys to knock the fuck out. I mean, like, they got – like, they, they bring in people
4: point. with – You're I'm talking sorry, heavyweights now. That's a shallow-ass I'm division. Talk, well, right. let's
3: just be in a general, general aspect. Like, lower guys are usually always going to be a little bit more competitive. Bigger guys are going to fade a little faster, blah, blah, blah. Like trust me, that's Paul. I've been fighting title five my whole life, so like I understand it. So that's what I'm trying to say. It's like they do bring in some guys that like that that, that they they want to get torn through. And I think that uh, and like what what Paul was saying is like you know regardless of whether his uh, you know his opponent's records are bad, he's still he's still a good fighter. And I'm not denying him that. He's a really good fighter. I would like to see him take that step up. I mean, you know you know Cody Durden is down there at 30, uh You know Cody Durden's down there. Dre's down there. You know, our pool is getting heavier and heavier and wider and wider the, the, the more time goes on. So, like, we're going to eventually see him do something. Like,
4: he's, he's going to. I'm just uh, – we'll have to do another side bet because I guarantee you we're not going to see him do anything. He's <laughs> he's not going to take it on any regional level because I'm telling you, the word through the grapevine is he's turned down mm-hmm. some big-ass paydays that could have got him in the spotlight, and he ain't taking that shit. So then you have to just think, what does he want? Sounds to me like he doesn't want to be on the big show. He, want he wants, like he, he, wants want, mean, he wants that he is, record. He I wants that record.
2: He does. Well, you know, record, there, right? it's a double edged sword, and not to, and again, not to take anything away from Cole's ability. Cole is a talented fighter. I mean, he goes up there and hey, he Marcus. he wins. He wins in. At, like he's supposed to win. You don't see these. You know these guys don't hang around on him anyway. He, he wins with in 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 style, if oh, you will. Bad, while yeah. while talking to the cameras and all that kind of fun stuff. It's a double edged sword though, because you know fighting guys with these records. If one of them slips up and gets you then it's, it's a terrible, terrible look. And James Douglas is a dangerous opponent, I am telling you. A, yeah. at one of five, his record does not do him justice. So this is one of those where Cole needs to come ready to fight because, you know, a, a, a victory by Douglas isn't out of the question, and, and then you've lost to a one of 5 guy, you know. So uh, it's, I, I, uh, it I, is I, a yeah. double-edged sword there.
4: It is. I'm going to tell you right now, I go out my backyard. I'm a motherfucker on that basketball court with my 10-year-old bro. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm telling you, I'm a beast. I'm fucking beast out there. I win like I'm supposed to. I look good doing it. I talk mad trash.
2: (laughs) All right. Clean sweep. Cole Farrell moving on. The feature bout in this one. Now, this is an interesting one. This one's a hard one to call. Lightweights, 155 pounds. Jason Wolf, four and four, representing the Striker Fight Center in Kennesaw, Georgia, Uh, coming uh, up to Tennessee to take on DJ bout it. Arthur C. Say, two and two at a KMAA. Here in Knoxville, very similar styles here. Got two, two g- grappling, uh, centric type guys, two, uh, two guys that are g- going to come in shape. They're both going to be cut up guys. Wolf's a, a pretty big 155. Uh, You know, he's got to make the cut to get there, whereas Cissé is capable of making 45 with the proper uh, notice. So I expect Wolf to be maybe a little bit bigger. I expect Cissé to be uh, more athletic. Uh, And both guys are very solid grapplers. Uh, Wolf actually coming off of a win to even his record up to 4-4 and down on the NFC. Uh, Cissé coming off a decision loss, but he had gone up to 170 in that fight. So uh, two very similar styled fighters here. And I wouldn't be desi- uh, surprised to see a decision. All right, Hobbs. What? Uh,
4: uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, st- I'm still fucked up over here. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, shit. Jason Wolf. I get him mixed up with Chris Wolf.
2: Well that was the fight. It was originally going to be Jason Wolf and Chris Wolf and Wolf had to withdraw so say took his spot same team.
4: Right, 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 This is the Wolf that's fought uh this guy fought uh he's fought everybody right? Charlie, Dahmer, Robbins. Robbins, Robbins. Robbins. Yeah, 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 I got you. That's King, a tough yeah. Yeah, that's a tough dude. Um but he's gotten knocked the fuck out a couple times, right? Yeah. He, he he has.
2: He has. He has. The button has been pushed. But then again, CSA hasn't necessarily shown that that's his attack,
4: that he can push buttons. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's an interesting fight. Uh, DJ coming off the ones and twos. And uh, fuck it, man. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, fuck a DJ about it. I'm going with DJ about it.
3: All right, Greg. Man, just over the course of the last couple of years with Wolf, I think he's gone maybe one in three in the last couple of years. I'm not sure. I don't have a, I don't have the stats right in front of me, but uh, Cusey is going to be smaller. I think that I think that Wolf will be a little slower than say. He's not going to be able to. Uh, I think his wrestling he's going to have a really strong wrestling base against Cusey. So I think he's going to be able to defend some missions. Uh, but I think that in the end, I think say is probably going to win. via decision. All right,
1: good, yes, I'm gonna say I've seen Wolf fight. I, li- I like I like the way he fights, and but I have seen DJ Ballard fight, I and mean, they all talk about pushing buttons. I don't think he's gonna he's push- I don't think he's a- he's able to push those buttons, like because he may not want to. But I know he I know he's gonna get a hold of that that, that analog stick and go to go to work. So um, DJ Ballard's got to submit.
2: All right, clean sweep alright All right, all three panelists with CSA there, the co main event, female bam weights. We have got Roadhouse Ricker, Christina Ricker, Christina Adcock. Uh, she is the, uh, the wife of James Adcock, two and three out of KMAA, Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, coming off a loss in Canada her last time out uh, to a very, very uh, hot prospect uh, up there. Uh, she will be taking on uh, Bridget Chase out of White Viper Martial Arts, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 0 and one in her loss, oddly enough, her one loss was to Christina. Uh, Christina's last opponent who, who she lost to as well. So they have a, their common opponent was both of their last fights. Um, so a small world, right? A uh, Bridget Chase is the sister of hope. Chase, who we saw at the Smokey Stadium show last year with a huge knockout win. And then she went on to Invicta and had another amazing performance there. She's just a very exciting fighter. So we'll see if Bridget can uh, match the uh, level of success that her sister Hope has put forth uh, in a bout against the always tough uh, Christina Roadhouse, Ricker, Adcock. And, uh, you know, she's always going to be a fun uh, fun fight to watch. She does nothing but come forward and throw, and she wants to be in bloody brawls. So excited for this co main event. All
3: right, Greg. Uh, I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time I love Christina Ricker. I love watching her fight. But when Hope Chase came out there and Pigeon Fours and just just devastated Morty Hickam, I, that. If if she, if Bridget Chase is anything like her sister, this this, this is a, she's going to be something a handful to deal with. So I've yeah. got to go with Bridget Chase here. All right, Paul. Uh, not
1: really. Uh, I'm definitely going with Christina just because I've seen Christina fight a lot, and she's always been she's always been a monster. And I'm looking forward to watching her punch her in the face. You
4: gonna break the tie, Hobbs? I think I will. I think I will. Uh, I'm going to go with Roadhouse. I feel it. I feel up my bones.
2: All right, Greg, taking Chase. The other two taking Ricker. Main event, five rounds for the lightweight championship. Man, I'm excited for this one. The reigning and defending undefeated champion, David Ruthless Robbins puts that 6-0 record on the line, representing the American Killer Bees, Cleveland, Tennessee. As he takes on his toughest challenge yet. Hoo-wee, The Bosnian Barncat, Demir for Hopbagovich, 4-2, Shield Systems, Knoxville, Tennessee. Talk about like mirror images of each other, man. This is that's it's so it's so close everywhere. Both guys, very technical strikers. Both guys have power. Both guys have shown a proclivity to catch submission wins and are talented grapplers. Neither guys powerhouse wrestlers. Uh, it is uh, a very similar build to both guys. They, they both have very similar statures and size. They have the same haircut. So uh, it is, man, it, I, I'm really pumped. I don't know that we get five full rounds out of this. But if we do, then, man, talk about a potential fight of the year nominee Early, uh, early in the in the in the game here. Uh, again, this is for the title. The, the the last person to hold this title was Luis uh, Violent Bob Ross Pena, uh, and he got on his role by by defeating uh, Demir in uh, one of Demir's two losses. So, and then after that, he he defeated Kobe Wall for our championship, and then he got signed to the UFC. So it is uh, it's a big fight for both guys, and uh, man, I couldn't be more excited,
1: Paul. Oh, I've been thinking about this one all week, and if the way I look at things, due to all the names, like big names in the UFC, Bellator, if I cannot pronounce the last name or spell the last name, you do not bet against so I'm going with Demir, because I respect David Robbins, <laughs> I respect him, I respect him a lot, especially as I met him in person the other week, nice, real nice gentleman too, but like I said, if you can't say the last name or spell the last name, you can't go against the last name.
4: So I'm going with the mirror. <laughs> Down logic. What do you think, Hobbs? <laughs> well, I've put a little more thought into it than that. Um, <laughs> I too uh, have been excited about this fight, man, and um, I know it's tough to uh, you know to say I haven't been this excited about a fight in a long time, but uh, it seems like when it's come with this lightweight championship. Um, and David, this, I have felt like this pretty recently, and that was David's last fight against Charlie Alexander. I mean, we have had kind of a a round robin here of some really big fights uh, that have been uh, you know included David and hats off to him. He just continues to keep finding the toughest fight that he can and accepting the challenge and taking it. Uh, real quick though, Tim, on my card that you sent, it says three five-minute rounds.
2: Yeah, typo. It is five, five for it sure. is five. 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 Yeah, i make sure I drill that into your head before you announce it.
4: <laughs> I, I am. I am. I just want to make sure I change it on this card here. Man, I, I thought about this a lot, talked about it today, uh, honestly, with Charlie, uh, just because I wanted to get his take being a, a, a familiar opponent for both.
2: They're both guys, yeah.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to hear who better than somebody that has been in there with both. Um, and then, and then get his take, and not to to bite off of his take, but to see if it was if he was feeling the same things I was feeling. Um, man, I, I'm going with Donner on this one. Um, and again, it I, shit. This is one of those where, man, it has nothing to do with David at all because um, David has proved me right and he has proved me wrong and shut me up when I've you know uh, picked against him. David's David. He's six and zero oh for a fucking reason. Um, But at some point, everybody's got to, you know, they're going to, in theory, everybody's going to lose at some point. Um, But everybody has their, you know, somebody's going to come along that's just the perfect, you know, kryptonite for you. And I think if Dahmer, my opinion is, is if Dahmer closes the distance and rushes, you know, don't stand at length and let David do what he's best at. And again, I don't mean this the wrong way, but don't let David stand back and impress the judges because he has impressive moves. Um, Now, they may not all connect and they may not all be devastating, but he looks beautiful doing it. They look and sound exactly like you think they're supposed to. uh, And and that weighs on judges. You know, it looks good. But I think if you take that away from him and you make it a close, dirty, grungy fight, which is what Charlie didn't do. You know, Charlie. Was confident and he stood back. and He said, "Well, I'm just going to tit for tat with you," and it didn't work out for him. Uh, if I think if Dahmer doesn't do that, you know, I think he, I, I truly think that he can come away the winner in this one. Um, so I'm, I'm stepping out there. I'm going Dahmer. I don't even think it's a step out there. I think this is, regardless of six and zero oh versus four and two. Oh, I think it's,
2: it's a coin toss. It's,
4: it's a, a pickle, man. It's a pickle because these dudes are mirrors. It's just going to be: Do you let David do what David does best? Or, and, and just try to out David them or are you going to go against the gray and go, Hey, it didn't work for six other motherfuckers. I got to do something different and, and step in there and do something different than everybody else has and just go for it. And I know David's got good cardio. Um, I, you know, it's just my personal opinion. I think the fight with Charlie, I think Charlie made a mistake by only doing the three rounds. Cause I think as that second round started ending and that third round was in there, um, I felt like david was tiring a little um i don't know if he would agree with me or disagree um, so i think the five rounds could possibly uh weigh in Dahmer's favor but um i don't know man i'm fucking excited as shit. like <laughs> this is one of those where i'm glad this is the last fight because as soon as i announce it i get to run drop my pen drop my paper and the, the <laughs> main event is always the one that i just get to watch yeah know? And and not have to worry about the next fighter, the my next you know card, and is it ready? And uh, so we're, we're double
2: fisting him at that point.
4: Oh, absolutely! <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> I'm fucked up by this point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It actually may sober me up. I'm so ready for this fight. So, uh, and I can't wait. Most of these dudes are studs, man. Uh, but I'm going Dahmer. I right, Greg. Uh, well,
3: my take on it, uh, Dahmer... Dahmer's tough son of a bitch. David's tough son of a bitch. I've trained with David. I've never got trained with Dahmer, but I've been watching him the last the last couple of years just take down opponents and, and, and do what he does, man. And I think that for the first for the first round and a half, I think that uh I think there's gonna be a storm of broom for uh for uh Dahmer to come through and try to try to take David's head off and uh possibly try to get an early finish. If he can catch David, David with his hands down or off guard. But uh, the thing about David is, David is so technical. Uh, David may not be, may, I mean, he's going to be in shape. Don't, you may not think about it, but he may not be in the best shape ever all the time. But the thing about David is, he is so technical. And a lot of times that technique will win over that brawliness. So it really is a coin flip. Both of these guys are just two bad dudes, man. So, uh but with that being said, I gotta go with uh, with the hometown guy, on my neck of the woods, with the uh, uh, killer bees, David
4: Robbins. All right, Greg, going with David. Yeah, does anybody uh, does anybody think that that it goes the distance?
2: Man, that's a good question. I I, I don't. I think one of them is going to go down before, right?
4: Then. Regardless of who you're picking, yeah. it, I just think it's going to go to the distance. I don't.
2: Yeah, I really don't. I think, I if think it, it, it does, crazy. if it does, then it's going to be. Thr- it's going to be a thrill ride. If it goes five yeah. five rounds, then it's going to be spectacular, I have a feeling. Or a really
1: boring I do if off. it goes five. If, nobody, if nobody's sleeping by at least three and a half, then it's going to be going to distance.
2: I can see that. I can see that. I think that's probably a fair assessment. If it gets halfway through the fourth, it's probably going all the way. Uh, I, I think, think that – What's if that?
3: Dahmer slows down, if Dahmer slows down and slips up, and uh, and uh, slows that storm down, David 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 is a black belt so He can catch him.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, I think that that is a definitely something that has to be that David is going to be one of these very dangerous guys at all times, at any place. I think that if if you look back. Uh, y- at the, at the, uh, Luis Pena fight, Demir had an awesome first round. He won the first round yeah. from what I recall, yeah. uh, against Luis Pena, And then he slipped up and he got submitted in the second round. Uh, that said, you know, that's been a couple of years ago. And Demir has obviously shored up as much of he, as he can, uh, on his submission defense, uh, because that's been kind of his, uh, when he's lost his two fights, that's how he's lost, you know, is by, by submission. So, uh, I would imagine that's something he's paying attention to. He's also a very skilled grappler as well. He's he's won by submission. So um, I think that's just one thing that David is very dangerous, even if he gets dropped, uh, you know, or something like that, he's still dangerous at all times to catch that sub because he's he's so, uh, so squirrely off his back. It'll be interesting to see if Namir opens up more because generally he does. You know, that's one mm-hmm. almost to a fault, I would say. You know, he gets a little wild at times from on top because he's really chasing that finish and wanted to in- inflict damage. But that could be the opening that David looks for for a submission. But at the same time, that could also be the big uh, ground and pound blow that puts David out because Demir's throwing hard. You know, Um, if you look back um, on David's fights, you'll see that the last person to really uh, be able to just put him on his ass was Jason Kubik back in the amateur days. And that guy is He's a, he's a less scared, less skilled. Demir in that he's just a, an animal, just a just a ferocious, aggressive motherfucker. That it, while not that skilled, he just comes straight forward, gets right in your ass, and throws very hard. And in that, and David, you know, succumbed to that as an amateur. That's been a long time ago, and I, but, I know that that if you David don't has. Uh, I want
4: anybody listen.
3: throwing anything into my ass hard. You're right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean,
4: he just. If you just look at that that title fight though, Charlie took him down with, you know, what I I wouldn't say ease, but he took him down. You know, the difference was what Charlie didn't do anything with it when he took him down. You know, and that's up. where yeah. right. And, you know, so it wasn't that he was real hard to take down. I, I think Demir's if Demir gets in that position, he like you said, he's just going it he's gonna tee off if he gets mm-hmm. in that position. he's not just gonna, you know, try to be methodical about it. He's gonna go buck ass wild on him. Um I agree with Greg. I mean, he's going to be, I think while they're dry, if they go down, if they go to the ground early, David's going to catch him. But if they go down in the third the fourth round, you know, the fucking Joe's hot, man. It gets hot in that son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think he's less likely to catch him in a submission in the later rounds on the ground. Um, But, fuck, I mean, this is one, all three of us, if you gave us five minutes, all three of us could argue for why both of these guys could. And and be confident in either argument. So um, did we get Paul's name? Get yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Paul, Paul took Demir. An Paul and Jeff put, uh, took Demir and you took uh Dan. Okay. Paul
4: had that yes. dynamite insight about his last name. Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> That's
4: right. Yes. Oh man. You know, also, about Paul how got, how got deep Paul on this. One.
3: Greg, what Charlie takes Greg down.
4: <laughs> well we hope nobody's it 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 in it? the ass.
3: We've already established. Uh, yeah, everybody keeps talking about pounding in the ass. I don't
2: know what you're talking about. What do you guys think on – what do you think uh, as far – a win for either guy? I think it's a good – I think it's a win that moves the needle for either guy. I think both guys are on the radar of the bigger shows. I, I would have to imagine they'll at least take a cursory glance at who, who gets this one. Uh, you know, what does a win do for either guy? Do you think a win in that strap is going to propel either guy to the next level immediately? Or are we still another fight away or two from that?
4: I think if David wins, uh, I don't think it has anything to do about having to take a fight. I think with David's management team, it's it's the timing. I think they've got a timeline on the calendar, and they're taking fights until a certain time that they know they can get him in something. Like I think they've already got a plan, and they already have a date, uh, you know, set on a few things. And so I think he's just staying sharp. He's taking fights to make it look better, but I, I think they've already got that plan for David. You know, just my opinion for what kind of what I'm hearing and you know talking to a couple of people is, uh, as long as David keeps winning, his date's coming around. He'll he'll be on another show at some point. What uh, about Demir? Demir, um, I think this fight makes a statement. Um, I don't know if a win necessarily, because um, Demir doesn't necessarily have the whole management thing, does he? You know, he's hey, with hey,
2: no he uh, he signed with um, I thought he signed with Ruby. Okay. Well, if he does,
4: that's a different story. Yeah. Here's where it's at, man. Management right now is fucking key. Uh, mm-hmm. Not like it was before where, you know, we're out there managing guys and, and working our asses off trying to get, you know, pennies for them. Uh, there's a few guys right now between Rube and 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 Matt and those guys right there. They've got that in. And uh, if he's with Rube, then I, I maybe take back what I was about to say because I could definitely see him, uh, you know i don't know at what level but uh getting a bigger payday or a bigger um a bigger venue a bigger audience if you will whether that be access or something like that um but i think david's there i think david's only thing right now is the timing of when the next contender show starts when they're starting to get those guys you know things like that um i think his is more of a shoe in with a win.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I would agree with you there. Right. I think, it's you know, David going to se- David going to seven and oh, you know, is going to be, you know, something that will turn a few heads because it will, you know, his last several fights have been against fairly solid competition. This one being the biggest step up for Demir. I think he, if it doesn't get him there, I think it certainly gets him on the board. You know, I think it certainly it gets them looking at him to where now one or two more good ones and, and he can get there, especially with his management. Go ahead, Greg. Sorry. Oh, i would I I don't know what I I don't know what I didn't say anything. Oh shit! I thought I was talking over you. (laughs) I do it a lot though, so you know it's it's all good. (laughs) All right. Well, that is going to wrap up our picks. Before we uh, before we go, I want to go with uh, to each of you guys and get. uh, I'm gonna let. uh, our tie. we're gonna do our tiebreaker here on the um on the main event for UFC 247 and I just want to get uh each of you guys take on the what you're looking forward to the most this Saturday bar, with the exception of the main event which we, we just gave ample ample play to uh we'll start it off with Paul what fight on the beyond the main event has you uh had you intrigued
1: um I'm going to tell you, I think it's going to be the, the, the fire starter of the whole night, the Franklin Brown fight. Franklin and uh, Julio. They yeah, that? interesting. I think mean, mean that's going to be. I think mean that's going to be the fire. The, I'm not going to be the spark, spark, of a good fight card. So you got to. They got to start it off right. So I'm going, go, I'm going to go with Franklin Brown, and then. I think that's going to start the fight all, and they're all going to be a great fights that night.
2: Paul showing the Paul showing the curtain jerkers some love. I dig it, uh, Greg. Um, the Jason Wolf and author C. Say is going
3: to be a hard one to catch too, but I'm anxious to see Kevin Menard. We talked about him fighting the demons. Uh, we talked about him, you know, overcoming you know adversity and trying to get something done. And if he's going to be an overcomer, we're going to see him overcome on Saturday. And I'm also kind of excited to see all this hop around old Benja Phoenix. I want to see what's going on with him. And I want to see Bridget, Bridget Chase come in here and see if she's anything like her sister against uh, the mean old Christina.
2: <laughs> How about you, Hobbs? It pains me to say this; it really does. But what happens in the Cole Farrell fight?
4: <laughs> but the Cole Farrell and James Buster Bust, James Buster Douglas. I, oh Lord, is
2: it an omen? It's James
4: Buster Douglas in Japan, baby. Oh my! Uh, yeah, look, guys. I mean, I gave Cole all shit, <laughs> and, I, and I'm not even. I don't think I'm about to take it back. I still mean it all. Um, but it the thing so is, he is good at what he does. He's going to be entertaining. He's going to rile you up one way or the other. Either you're gonna be cheering for him or you're gonna fucking hate him. One of the two. But if James Douglas is as tough as you know, you sold him, and and his people up in the uh, in the Midwest are, uh, you know, the chance they think he's got, um, and it could be fucking exciting, man. It could. This could be the one that's just it gets the place fucking riled up, and there ain't nothing like the Joe when it gets fucking riled up. Um. And I don't put <laughs> no. it past Cole Farrell to purposely get them <laughs> motherfucker riled up. Oh, um, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm excited for that fight just because uh, man, fuck it. I got to see what happens.
2: So Justin, you were going to are play gonna play? be there judging. Yeah. Uh, of course you can't give any leans either way, but uh, there's surely something that stands out as uh, that's got, got your attention.
0: Yeah. I think the, the beat high Phoenix, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. One. I think it's going to be a slugfest. If nothing else, I believe those two guys are going to come banging, and uh,
2: so it'll, it'll be uh, fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. I think that Lewandowski is the kind of guy that's going to go out there and throw leather no matter what. So, and I would have to imagine that Phoenix is going to be, you know, geared the same way. So, uh, I don't see that one going three rounds either, guys. Let's get to the tiebreaker. We're going to get uh, the round method and winner. For the main event, UFC 247, which goes down uh, just after uh, the Valor card will end. So you should be able to catch that main card easily. And uh, so let's start it off with you, Paul. Uh, The the round. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should let Paul go first. Uh, No, because. Yeah. But shouldn't Paul get to go first since he's behind and it gives him the best chance to make a comeback? Yeah, 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 Or, or yeah, it's it's first like he it. doesn't get to see their answers. But it takes the answers off the board. It takes the options yeah, right. off the board yeah. for them, you know? true. Makes, I, would rather have, I would rather have my pick than everybody else take the, everything, you know, that's take it off the board.
1: I'm going to be on top after
4: this week anyway, so it's perfectly okay. Okay, okay. do it, Paul. You got to win fucking all of them to be on top, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that just going to happen. Watch. Watch what I tell you.
1: That means the turtle match is gonna happen. But I'm gonna say John Jones
2: sub in the third round. John Jones submission in the third round. That's not completely implausible. I, I think that's a pretty decent, uh decent play. All right, Greg.
3: Uh, man, I that like we talked about it earlier. I think that uh Gonna be an exciting fight. I don't think it goes to the distance. I think somebody's eventually gonna go down, and John Jones is gonna finish him. He took the third round.
2: He, he did. did submission I'm, third. I'm gonna submission my third. I'm gonna say a TKO in the in the in the third. I'm gonna say that. All right, Greg goes with TKO in the third, and Jeff.
4: I am going John Jones TKO in the fourth.
2: Ah, ah. I we, just for the record, we'd go with John Jones by decision.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> can I throw? Can I throw something on the Cole Farrell Haas perspective?
2: Yeah, yeah, please.
1: So, is, is this fair to say that um Jeff Haas would, would be the one in the back chat and you suck when the Kurt Angle song comes on?
4: What? <laughs> I didn't the hear Kurt
1: Angle song played. Jeff Haas, oh, like, oh, is you that suck, what Cole Farrell, Farrell Cole walked out, out,
4: out to? Out? Does he walk is out, is that he he that out to
2: shit?
4: He has, I believe. Yeah. Please God, <laughs> hell yeah. Please, God, let them walk out to that song.
2: It would, I would, I would, yeah, I'd have to get bonus points for it. I mean, that would, that'd be like really playing into it the whole way. (laughs) (laughs) oh man no I'm excited guys Uh, thank you all for the uh, for the time and that will wrap up our picks panel for VFC 69 once again it goes down this Saturday night February the 8th at the world famous Cotton Eye Joe doors open at 4 o'clock we'll get started early at 5 o'clock Chuck says he wants some dancing by 10 damn it so we are starting at 5 you can uh, catch this on pay per view uh, and you can uh, catch the link to that on our social media at Valor Fights battle fighting challenge as well as our website VFC you can get your tickets for the show at fighter ticks.com. that's ticks with an X and uh, it's almost uh, the, the, the IP tables are all sold out we're oversold really I'm squeezing uh, the cage side tickets are almost all sold out we still have some general admission it's going to be uh, quite the evening uh, a main event that's worth the price of admission alone I promise and a really fun undercard and we're going to recap the whole motherfucker next week uh, here when we reconvene uh, for the Valor Hour till then please share and, uh, and spread the love here guys uh, you can uh, find us on Stitcher and iTunes and all the, the normal suspects for listening to podcasts so please give us a share give us a like and spread the love till next week I'm your host Tim Loy from a co-host Justin Watson Greg Hopkins, Jeff Hobbs, Paul Teague we're signing out Valor Hour peace
4: This is an MMA report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan. Quick fix on radio influence coming up on this week's edition of the MMA report podcast powered by Roman. We
1: are going to get you ready for Saturday's UFC 247. We're going to talk about what fights interest us the most that are not the title fights that will be a part of this car. Also, we'll talk about various other things and give you our picks for UFC 247. And we're going
0: to
2: talk about Rafael Lovato Jr., the Bellator middleweight champion. He had an interview on the Joe Rogan podcast that may affect his career. We will discuss that, as well as DeZone getting into the celebrity boxing business, and the big impact Conor McGregor had on ESPN+.
1: And you can listen to this week's edition of the MMA Report podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.
4: The MMA Report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.